Welcome, everyone. We are back, and um, I am Robert Cellino. I'm here with... Louis Prosperi. And we are sitting in for Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Uh, they are in session and flying back, I believe, to where... I think Ed's flying back. And uh, we are here with Lowry Olson. And Lowry is a inspirational songwriter and keynote speaker. That's Welcome right. to the show. Thanks, Robert. Good to be here. Now... Tell me a little bit about what brought you into singing, songwriting. How did you come into this inspirational piece? Well, um, my, you know, I, I think my songwriting is, I, I've been a musician all my life and, you know, always, always loved that. But I found that after a while, the songs that really meant the most to me were the ones that really had an ability to kind of get people thinking and, and connect them to their own stories and, you know, touch their hearts in some way and to lift them up, you know, to inspire them to to, you know, think maybe to reach some challenges and to reach further in their own lives and stuff. And, and people started saying that to me, that, you know, I was going through a tough time. And that one song of yours about the stallion who was, you know, held captive by that little electric fence. And, you know, that was all it took. And I just thought, you know, that got me through that tough time. And so for me, I found those were the things that meant the most to me. Those were the comments. I didn't care if somebody said, oh, you know, you're a good guitar player or something. It's like, that's fine. But what, what I did it for really, what really fed me was making a difference in people's lives. Very nice. And, and tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, if not you, then who? How did that come to you? Well, it's something that I developed over a couple of years, actually. And it was, it's, it's uh, stories. There's a bunch of stories that are all kind of related to that theme of challenging ourselves to grow and to become more than, you know, who do you think you are, kind of, to answer that question in a, in a positive way. And, and then I weave in some songs and, um, that are, you know, re loosely related to that theme and sometimes very specifically related to that. So, and there's quite a variety in the type of songs that they are. So it's... Um, it's it's just kind of a little journey that I take people on that I hope is something that will connect them to their own stories and to, and to their own kind of dreams, you know, in some way. Well, that sounds fantastic. Actually, how did you uh, meet Diane? How was the experience of meeting Diane Mueller from our... Uh, the chair of IPBC. How do you know actually how I met Diane? No, I'm you have no idea. Oh, this no is idea funny. at all. Well, this is this is serendipity, and she's standing right behind me with a big grin on her face because <laughs> this this is probably one of the most odd ways that I have ever uh, ended up doing a, a keynote for an organization. Um, I, we're actually neighbors. Huh? And uh, we have every year on our street, we kind of live in a dead-end street in a little town on the ocean. Right. And every year we have a block party. And uh, so Diane came to the, she, we were both at the party, and, and she asked me what I did. This is my version of the story. I don't know if I have it totally right. And she's when nodding, I told her, yes. she's it's nodding. Yes. And yeah. I, I told her what I did, and she said, that's, we need that. That's what we need for our conference. That would be so great. That's the message that our members need so, to hear. So when, when you were excited to do this conference, then, and, you, and she said to you, you asked her what kind of conference, she said bookkeeping. Did that kind of cause you a bit of confusion, or were you pretty excited about that? Well, you know what's really... I know, I, for one, I'm, I've been... My life has been deeply affected by bookkeepers, uh, in oh. a very positive way, so I'm actually I'm a bit odd that way because I'm I'm a pretty big fan of uh, my bookkeeper was 
you know, has just been amazing to me and she's just lightened the load and, you know, taking care of this stuff that I'm terrible at for fantastic for such a long time. But also as a musician, uh, what I really related to is for you guys is that you're having to reinvent yourselves now as the technology changes so and, true. and, you know, it's kind of like musicians are, are so much in the same boat, you know, so many of my friends are who aren't able to do that or if they only play one instrument or they only do one thing you know they can't survive in the music business anymore and the people that are 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 doing well and flourishing are the people who are you know can do a few things that can produce and can play a bunch of instruments and and who are willing to grow and to expand into new areas and see those opportunities so you know so i'm a i'm a great believer in turning you know lemons into lemonade or something you know well that's that's very interesting because the fact is most motivational speakers don't sing so i uh and singers don't tend to be wanting to be motivational speakers so i really like the dichotomy you put together because that's really thinking out of the box right i mean to be a professional singer and then use your song to be to focus on motivation motivating people is fantastic and the funny thing is music does hit people very close to their hearts mm-hmm. so you can get a, an emotional response much better than just and you can verify me on that rather than a, someone just speaking with heart rather than when someone's singing with heart and passion absolutely right I'm, yeah. I'm sure you, you I'm sure that's why we have to do those tissue things at yep. our tables all the time right yeah, it's, I mean, the combination, and, and it's it's nice, too, because it also gives people a chance, you know, you tell a story and stuff, and then and then when you sing the song, it gives people a chance to kind of reflect and on what's been said, but also to hear the lyrics of the song and, you know, to be affected. I mean, if, if music is so powerful, right? I mean, if you watch the soundtrack, or if you watch the movie with the soundtrack turned off, yeah, it doesn't do then, the same thing. then you wouldn't no. know how to feel, right? The music tells you, gives you dum 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 or you know it's you know that's where the it tells you how to feel oh yeah and you know the other thing that i do besides um uh keynote speaking that involves music with with people is i have a program called the theme shop which is a team building tool where i actually write a song with organizations where I help them write a theme song with, you know, as a, as a way to, to bring people together and to, to, we write a song about the work that they do that celebrates the work that they do. And it's, and, and so even when you get, it's a great way where you have conflict in an organization or people want to be kind of more connected because they start to understand what their common ground is and and it's and they get to really focus on what they're all about and stuff and then you put a catchy tune to it and it's you know and and then that stays with them forever so music to, to me music is a key to a, a lot of really powerful stuff i love that let's write a song right now <laughs> let's you ready? write a song We've right got now some people right here the leader in live internet talk radio oh, like voice america there we go. Don't forget to throw the uh, IPBC in there somewhere, uh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think, Louie, do you guys have a song? No. Do we have a song, Diane? We don't have a song. 
We don't Whoa. have a song. Oh, you, you got to talk. Theme song is coming. So just an interesting question, I think, is that you've done a lot of stuff that's inspired people. Have you ever inspired someone so much that they've turned right around and done the same for you? I mean, is there a moment that you can think of that you've been so inspired by what happens with someone else? Hmm. Uh, boy, that's a tricky question. I think, you know, I just, I seem to be surrounded by people that inspire me. You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, to me, you know, what Diane's doing here is, is inspiring because it's, you know, the, what the, you know, I'm not just saying that to kind of be, say the right thing here, but, but I, but, but you are saying the right thing, okay. <laughs> but you know, it's true. Like when you think about what you guys are offering your membership and what she talked to me about, she said, when she said, you know, we need you to come in and talk, it's because, you know, our members need to. And, and, you know, she founded this organization, if I'm not oh, mistaken, no, true, true. right, you know, to give people, to help them grow their skills, to help them grow their vision. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely true that, you know, the bookkeepers have been, are the backbone of, you know, business, right? Yes. I mean, those things are true. And, and I've got a story tomorrow that will prove to you that I know that rather, I learned that the hard way. You know, when I used to own this clothing store in Cappuccino Bar for a while. That, yeah, know, could you just tell us more about how you combine cappuccinos with clothes? Well, we people used to say this. Is, sorry, cappuccino was only ninety nine cents, and, oh. <laughs> and and people would come in and say that was the most expensive cappuccino I ever had because they'd come in all the time for coffee, and it was a fun store. It had sure. a sidewalk cafe. We had live music on Sunday afternoons. We you know we just did a lot of events. We were that you know that was what we were good at. We yeah. weren't we were not good at accounting. I see. Um, but uh, so yeah, no so people would come in and the, the cafe. You know, while they're waiting for you to make their cappuccino, they're looking at clothes and and. Uh, Did you have like uh, places where they can actually put the clothes on? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was a clothing store. It was a full clothing. It was store. a retail, okay. like mainly ladies, but there was a men's section. Yeah. yeah. And wow. uh, yeah, it kind of. It was called, like I said, it was called Silly Sisters. It was kind of fun, casual. It was, people loved it. You know, that might catch on again. Yeah, well, somebody else can do it. <laughs> I never want business. to be in retail again. <laughs> yeah, there's something about music. It really is. It's just like so soul-touching, as uh, Lou was saying oh, a little man. bit earlier. It's just amazing. And you say your preferred instrument is guitar and vi violin? Well, I play violins. Violin's kind of my first instrument, but uh, but I, um, uh, I've been playing guitar for 50-some years. So, you know. That's fantastic. Yeah. That looks, that's really good. Yeah. So, how can people stay in touch with you? I mean, oh, um, LowryOlafson.com. It's L O W R Y O L A F, as in Fred, S as in Sam, O N. LowryOlafson.com. And um, I have, I've got nine albums, so people can buy my music, and I've got a bunch of music videos, some cool ones. In fact, my buddy Ben Gedlow, is, uh, who's been my main videographer all these years, is with me, and he's going to video this tomorrow. So, fantastic. Very nice. And yeah. Where is it all? Is it all available? Amazon? I mean, yeah, iTunes and CD Baby is where it's CD hosted. Baby. Sure. But um, yeah, you can get the songs anywhere. And um, there's info on my keynote uh, speech there. If not you, uh, then who on the speech? And there's a you know speakers reel. So if people would like to catch some of it and see the visuals and stuff, yeah, it was good. Then I liked it. Thank you. Yeah. So, so without a spoiler alert. 
right? I mean, there's something you said that brought you into the whole love of accounting without giving away the whole secret. Is there anything you can talk about that doesn't blow tomorrow? Um, <laughs> well, I kind of already did give you the gist, gist of it. Of it. You yeah, know, yeah, that, you know the kind of the hard lessons, but. Um, you know, it's. I don't think there's a, there's too many secrets and surprises. It's really more in the way it's all kind of woven together. It makes sense. So, uh, yeah, but but you know, I think it's. Uh, I guess the point for me is that there's a level of heroism in bookkeeping and accounting, and and it really whatever you do, I think it, the important thing is to recognize what you're really doing. You know, you know, Lowry calling us heroes makes us feel really good. I got to tell you, <laughs> yeah, we should have that. We should have that on our on our site. The bookkeeper hero, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will come and save your business. I think that's fantastic. Well, you know, you guys do the thing that most of us can't do, right? The things that we're not good at, and and you can't survive without the numbers, right? You can't survive without your bookkeeper. That's that's the saying we should have. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and now it's true. you know when people are scanning their receipts and all that stuff, sure. all that does is mean that you guys have, you know, a more important role in take, making sure that the numbers are accurate and that the information's secure, and you know they create systems so that you know. Are you sure you don't have any accounting and bookkeeping background? I, you know what I like. I you said, sound like exactly what we preach. I'm yeah. telling you. Well, and by the way, but Diane was behind you going like high fiving and all that <laughs> stuff. Just going, Laurie's got it. He's got it. Yeah. No, I, it's because, you know, like I said, I hate that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you I understand it perfectly, it. though. Well, I, yeah. you, you don't want to do it. I understand. But no, you but, know what the importance of it is to your business, which is fantastic because a lot of, a lot of small business owners don't really know mm -hmm. how important it is. Yeah. Right? And that's why they tend to do it themselves, not realizing the value the bookkeeper comes because the, the experience and skill set is where it all counts. Yeah, and having systems that make that stuff easy and seamless. Yeah. And, you know, like these guys are saving like no money yeah. and spending all his time trying to, you know, like I know I, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. But I, I like watching other people do it. I like stationary stores. I'm, I'm weird. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's actually cool. Now, what do you think, um, Louis? Should we ask the question that Ron and Ed would always ask, but take out the bookkeeper in the equation and find out? Take out the bookkeeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's already said that's a hero, right? So let's ask oh, what oh, a different, oh. yeah. All right, all right. Let's try a different hero, okay. but I'll let you do it. All right, so what we do is uh, not what we do, but what Ron, Ron and Ed, Ed. do. Uh, by the way, we are better looking. Just to let you know. <laughs> what, what, what we do, take your word for that. <laughs> what, we, what we do, what Ron had to do is that as they close uh, an interview, they ask this one question. And since you said bookkeeper, you can't put them back in. Is okay. who who is your hero and why? Who's my hero? Huh? You know, actually, the guy that comes to mind for me is Kenny Loggins. Hmm. Do you, do you know his music? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Kenny, I went to see, I mean, I've always loved his music. He's, you know, Loggins and Messina, like way back to that stuff. And he's a guy who's gone through so many, you know, he went, I loved him when he was in the folk, the, right. the acoustic music right. thing. That was, and I think he used to 
play with Jim Crochet and, you know, toured way, way back and they had a whole acoustic scene. But then he went through like disco and all kinds of other, did all kinds of other yeah, yeah. music and stuff. Yeah. So he, he probably kind of lost me a little maybe in there. But, but so he's more famous, famous for flash dance and stuff. But right. anyway, uh, he, uh, when was that? I went to see him at the Commodore in Vancouver, I don't know, maybe 20, 20 years ago. And he came in, he had this new album that he'd put out. Uh, and he came in with his seven-piece band. They were just, they just like such an amazing night, and he's such an incredible musician. The band was like hot, incredibly hot, and he um, uh, did this. The show, like I said, went on for a long time, and then after it was over, I had my first album, and it was on cassette. And, and, and he went after, so I stayed around because I wanted to talk to him and, you know, give him a right. CD. Well, there's this lineup of people. Maybe I was in a, like a queue of like 100 people. And he was backstage doing press or something. So we waited probably, I don't know, 45 minutes before he came out. And he went and he talked to every single person in that line. Oh, that's good. And when he got to me, he said, he said, I handed him the, the cassette. And he says, wow. He said, Wind and Rain. He says, is that your first album? And I said, yeah. And he says, Good luck with it, man. And, you know, it was just like the time that he would take that time to connect. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it was like, here's this guy who's really in a position to give something to people that, you know, means, means something just by acknowledging them and just right. by honoring them. And because and, a lot of stars won't do that. And then the other thing that happened is that he got dropped by his label, Columbia Records, and he was with Columbia for years and years, and he found out because, like, an assistant engineer told him. Like, they didn't even, you know, they, they were all, you know, it was all numbers, right? It wasn't, right. there was no loyalty to mm -hmm. their artists and these guys that had done that. And so since, so then he did, I think he, you know, started learning, he's, he had to do the independent route, just like me and lots of guys. And um, now he's in this, trio called the Blue Sky Riders with a really fantastic songwriter named Gary Burr who's fantastic but he's not famous and his girlfriend and he's so happy not to be the front man from what I gather he couldn't be happier and this, wow. this amazing kind of country-ish bluegrassy kind of trio and, and so he's just a guy who to me has really had a lot of integrity incredible amount of talent and just been willing to roll with the punches and reinvent himself and go in all kinds of different directions fantastic well, Robert, uh, Lowry, thank you for, for sharing all of your thoughts with us. And yeah, I hope you weren't looking for a short answer, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Hero and why. But thank you so much for yeah, spending some time nice. with us today. Thank you. And we look forward to hearing you tomorrow at our, at our conference. And we have did stock up on the tissues. <laughs> okay. So we're ready to go. Okay, well, let's... You see, they'll all you, be Howard. they'll be hardened to me, right? <laughs> they'll say, "No, I'm not going to cry." Right, Thank right, you very right. much. Thanks. Thanks so much. Robert. Take care. Thank Thanks, you. Guys.